Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 98 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. This week saw the completion of the top bar hive build. We've once again been battered by winter storms and excitedly we started the Honeypaw Langstroth hive project. So stay tuned for all the latest updates. Beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Before we get started into this week's podcast, I wanted to give a shout out to Honeypore Hives, who are very kindly sponsoring, in part, our podcasts for this active season. You'll hear lots more about Honeypore Hives as we go through the season, and lots of the podcasts will no doubt feature the Langstroth Polyhives, as most of our YouTube videos are going to be based on the season-long collaboration that we now have in place with them. I've had these hives for a couple of seasons now, and I certainly wouldn't have agreed to another collaboration with them if I didn't think that they were great products. Here in the UK, you can find out all about them by visiting the website of Modern Beekeeping, where the full range is on display, and outside the UK, take a look at the Honeypaw website itself. And of course, I'll put links to both websites in the podcast notes that accompany this week's show. Honeypaw Poly Langstroth Beehives, designed for beekeepers because they're designed by beekeepers. This month seems to be really racing away. January seemed to have stretched out way ahead of me, and whether it was the New Year hangover or something, I don't really know, but we barely seemed to trip into February, and here we are with just over one week to go before it's March, and the spring equinox will be upon us. And we all know what happened here in the UK last year. I have pictures of swarm cells to prove it. With all that in mind, I decided it was time to get stuck into several projects, as if I don't have enough to be going on with at the moment. But the major one is the Honeypore project, and we've been making up brood bodies and nuke bodies ready for painting, which we started today, actually. To be honest, these are pretty much the only thing that need to be made up, as everything else comes preformed and ready for painting. There are a couple of exceptions, which I'll talk about another time, but mostly we just put a little polyurethane wood glue on the joints and push them together. It's really that simple. So today we set about painting the boxes. Being polystyrene, you need to be careful what paint you select, or you could find your precious hive parts dissolving away. I opted for the smooth masonry paint, basically because I can get it in large tins, and normally someone somewhere is selling off old stock in some drab colour that nobody really wanted in the first place. This week it was the turn of UK DIY store B&Q. They had an offer on Dulux Weathershield masonry paint, listed in the green section of their website filter system. It looked a little light and was called Frosted Lake, so I pictured a kind of light or pale green colour. The best thing was that it was really cheap, so I got three five-litre tins of it. Turns out that Frosted Lake is actually baby blue. There's not a hint of green in there at all, I don't think. Well, never mind, it really isn't that big a deal. But it's too late now anyway, as we've pretty much given everything a first coat. 
including my nephew who came along to lend a hand. I think he got more paint on his hoodie than on the hives, which is why it's always good to give young relatives back to their respective parents at the end of the day. We painted a total of a dozen floors and roofs, 36 brood bodies or deep boxes, 12 feeders and four complete nukes, basically a floor, nuke body and a roof. All of this was just about placed outside under my farmer's market gazebo. Well, version one of the gazebo. It's quite an old thing now, but it's still quite useful and it does keep off the rain. We used to have a pitch at a couple of farmer's markets, but I'm not so keen on them these days. And add to that, I really don't have the time. The gazebo has spent, to be honest, about four or five years in the garage. I thought it might rain a little, so I put it up just in case. Thank goodness I did. Around two o'clock in the afternoon, it absolutely lashed it down. I posted a short video to the Patreon page showing just how much rain was falling. It was torrential. Fortunately, it wasn't for a prolonged period of time, and we were able to complete our day's work in the dry before moving everything back into the workshop to dry overnight until we return tomorrow to start it all over again with a second coat. The purpose of the paint is twofold. Firstly, polystyrene is full of tiny holes. It's what makes it so light, and as a result, if you leave it out in a prolonged period of rain, it will probably fill up with water, defeating the object of having lightweight hives. Secondly, we paint them to protect against UV from the sun. Over a period of time, the UV rays will cause the polystyrene to degrade, so we're basically prolonging the life of the hive for as long as possible. I'm hoping these hives will see me through to my 86th birthday, hopefully, before I have to replace them at the earliest. As you can tell, I have no intention of retiring. Jumping back in time just a few days, though, we finally got to finish the main body of the top bar hive. It's painted up in a lovely bright blue colour, well, mostly. The roof is lime green and has a nice white ash top. You see, a few years ago, I bought some tester pots, thinking I would use one specific colour for all my hives, but the cost was just too great, and so I was left with a range of colours sitting on the garage shelf, gathering dust. The top bar hive project was perfect for using up a couple of these small tins. Pete has put some adjustable feet on the legs, and while we were painting it, we discussed whether we should strengthen the legs, as the action of brushing on the paint was causing quite a wobble to the top bar hive. I'm not sure if it would have withstood Storm Dennis this week. The main point of the adjustable feet is so we can get the hive perfectly level before we introduce bees into it, and I think that's going to be a major help in getting the bees to draw the comb out nice and straight. Other than the leg strengthening, I think we're there. It was rain-tested today for a couple of hours and seemed to withstand the deluge, so fingers crossed some bees will like it. I might pop a few drops of lemongrass oil in it to see if we can attract a swarm this spring. Listen out for any news that I have on that front in the coming weeks and months. On another subject, I made a bit of a mistake in ordering some wax foundation this week. I didn't realise it until the order arrived. It was the order from Maysmore for brood wax for the Nationals the commercials and the Langstroths. It was nothing major. I wanted to get unwired foundation for the Langstroths as we've got frames that we're going to pre-wire, but ended up clicking the button for wired foundation. I've not yet checked to see if I can 
bodge it into the frames I already have. If I can get away with it, then I will. But if not, I'll probably get in touch with Mazemore to see if I can exchange it for unwired foundation. Totally my fault, and I should have double-checked before I clicked the place order button. The wax rendered from old combs this past fortnight has actually turned out to be a decent quantity. I think so far we're up to about 40 kilos. I'm cleaning it up a little bit further and have poured it into a couple of large moulds. So once that's set, I'll weigh it and let you know what we ended up with. It's really good practice to replace and renew old wax comb. It gives the bees nice fresh wax to build new cells on and it reduces the pests and diseases load carried within the hive. The bonus being you can render it down and reuse it in one form or another. This batch is going to be made into beeswax wraps, so I'm excited to see how that turns out. This week was our local beekeeping association's monthly meeting. We meet every third Wednesday of the month in our local pub called the Beehive. This year I'm continuing as treasurer and so I had the task of chasing people up for payments of their annual subs. Not a great amount, just £33 for full members, which is a steal for everything that we provide them with. Yet there's always one or two who seem to slip in and hide in the corner of the room. We had a brilliant speaker, our seasonal bee inspector for the Norwich area, Regina Nickel, came along to talk about the most important pests and diseases that we're likely to encounter and what to look out for and when to call in the inspectors. With a new group of beginner beekeepers present, it was really useful to see some clear images of what they need to look out for, but it was also a timely reminder for us more experienced beekeepers in the group not to let our guard down. Most of you will probably have seen a few of my videos that feature my allotment garden. I rent a lovely strip of land approximately 30 metres long by 7 metres wide, and I have had some really nice fruit and veg that I've grown over the years. Last year it was rather neglected because of the beekeeping and I'd been considering whether I had enough time to continue gardening with so much beekeeping to keep up with. Well, this week I discovered the very best reason to have an allotment, a little quiet time. Sowing seeds in my polytunnel while it rained outside and just time to allow my head to empty of all the stresses that my day-to-day -day routine throws at me. It's been a difficult week for a couple of reasons, which I won't go into, but to be able to spend an hour or so most days this week at my allotment has given me the headspace to get my plans formulated and just relax a little. I love every minute of my beekeeping life. I love sharing everything with you and get a huge amount of pleasure out of helping others with their beekeeping. But just occasionally I need a little me time and the allotment is like my comfort blanket. I've been sowing a range of seeds for early spring and really looking forward to growing my own fruit and veg again this year. It's given me renewed energy and helped me keep focused on what's important in life. If you'd like to keep an eye on what I'm doing in the allotment this year, check out my new allotment tag on my Patreon page, where I'll post an occasional picture and video showing how things are progressing. And remember, whatever you need to do to give yourself some important you time, don't put it off until it's too late. A few minutes each day can make all the difference, especially in a busy beekeeping season. Well, that's it for this week. If you haven't checked out my Patreon page as yet, please do take a look. Your support is very welcome. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Norfolk Honey. Thanks for hanging around until the end of the podcast. 
Have a great week and we'll catch up again next time. I'm Stuart Spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet. Bye.